Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hi, thanks for joining me today. Today, we're going to look at what you can learn from political election campaigns when it comes to marketing your HR-related business. I'm a bit of a sucker for political thriller movies, all that sort of stuff. So I thought it'd be fun to have a look at some of the different things and themes that arise in the world of politics and how they can apply to your business. So let's get into them. Firstly is put the client first. So political campaigns focus relentlessly on their target audience, seeking to understand their needs and concerns. So they use data, they use survey groups, focus groups, all kinds of stuff, and look at the statistics across the electorate into individual seats and all that sort of stuff to really get into the nuts and bolts of what drives each individual, each household, each suburb, area, state, county, whatever it may be. And they really understand what are their needs, wants, fears, all that kind of stuff. And so for you running an HR business, it's crucial to understand that kind of stuff, what is driving them. So an HR admin person will have very different needs to the director or VP of HR, right? The admin person who's swamped with paperwork and people doing stuff late, all that kind of stuff is driving them crazy. Whereas the leader of the actual HR function has a much more strategic vision and big picture sort of thing. The CEO of that business, again, will have a different thing, which might be around strategic imperatives, maybe wanting to leave a legacy, all that kind of stuff. So at the individual role level and at the company level, at the industry level, at the region or geographic level, you've got all these different things. So it's important to learn from the election campaigns that understanding your target market and slicing and dicing, that's just so important and so powerful for you when you want to market and grow your business. Next one is developing a clear message. So political campaigns often have a central message that they use to rally supporters and differentiate themselves from their opponents. The yes, we can, and all this sort of thing. I think back to Bill Clinton before he was president, I think he had something on his desk that said, it's the economy, stupid. So it's the economy. Can we talk about, I don't know, the future direction of our nation? No, it's the economy because people want jobs and security and all that sort of stuff understanding the electorate and then pulling that into a coherent message. And so every election campaign, they'll have a slogan and stuff, but they've given a lot of thought to that, which has been driven by the previous component. Number three is storytelling. So political campaigns often rely on storytelling to engage voters and convey their message. So by storytelling, I don't mean lies because no, that would never happen. A politician would never lie. But what it means is, again, from the movies, you picture the politician giving a stump speech, standing out, look, when I was a little boy, we had no electricity on this street, and now we've got power, and that's what we've delivered for you, so let us deliver more. It's all around that storytelling stuff. So for me, when I first launched an HR business, I actually literally bumped into my first client on the street, and I go into the, the detail of how that happened and where that client came from, all that kind of stuff. But it brings to life how difficult it can be for new consultants to go and find new clients and win new business. So you step back from that, you learn from that, and you get systems and processes in place, et cetera, and understand where to focus your marketing efforts. But going back to that first story, I had no clue, you know, when I first launched. And so it should be the same with you. You probably don't know what to do either. So storytelling can convey so much and can be so much more effective than 
corporate slogans and boring brochures and pamphlets and stuff like that. So keep that in mind. Number four is harness the power of data. So political campaigns invest heavily in data-driven approaches to understand and target voters. So again, statistical analysis, compiling, swing vote ratios, all this sort of stuff. In marketing of an HR business, you have so much data you can call upon. If you just looked at LinkedIn, you can see which posts get more impressions and comments and activity and engagement. If you're running online ads, then you can see which ads get more clicks and conversions because in the world of online advertising, there's a classic dilemma of, well, we can run ads that are cheaper over here and so get more people looking at our offer or our service, but the conversion rate may be really low. And so in fact, it's not necessarily cheaper in the long run to spend money getting all these people to look at our service and offer when that medium doesn't actually convert into customers or clients, whereas going for a different advertising strand, let's say LinkedIn ads, much more expensive, but the target market is really honed in and they actually convert at a higher rate, even though it's more expensive to get them there. You know what I mean? So understanding your data helps you drive your marketing process and fill that funnel and that sales funnel. The next one, leveraging social media. Political campaigns have been quick to adopt social media as a way to reach and engage voters. We know there's nothing new in it, but I know lots of CEOs, new consultants, people who are employees and thinking about launching business, everything and in between, who are kind of scared, to, for instance, to use LinkedIn. And I'm really focusing on LinkedIn in this one. People talk about Twitter and stuff, but it has a lower impact than LinkedIn. The election campaigns, they understand that you've got to be on social media to some level. And so I think having a basic presence on LinkedIn can be very important to you. You can go all in and really generate a lot of business. So, you know, absolutely can be wonderful in that regard. Some people don't really want to be on there much, in which case probably have at least a basic level of interaction on LinkedIn, but maybe you might leverage advertising or other channels to boost that, but at least being present. Number six, focusing on relationships. So political campaigns recognize the importance of building relationships with voters, influencers, and other stakeholders. And I'm sure that's all genuine and they mean it from the heart. But for you and I in the business world, your relationships are everything. And typically the number one source of new business for new consultants, new businesses comes from your network, from your referrals, from your old bosses and contacts and things like that. So don't just think you have to go into the whole, I'm going to post stuff on LinkedIn or send lots of emails or run lots of ads and forget about my network because you'll be missing out on a huge opportunity there. Number seven, investing in expertise. Political campaigns often attract talent from a range of fields, including marketing, data analytics, and communication. So absolutely, if you get the opportunity to get outside external advisors, experts, whatever it may be, to support you as a HR tech company or as a consultancy in the HR space or even as a new solo consultant, do call upon that. Personally, I've called upon legal advisors, financial advisors, tech advisors, advertising advisors, mindset advisors, the range of experts. And so I think you two should probably consider trying to get that external support or coaching or whatever it may be to help you in your business in the various components. And they don't all have to be there at the same time, but don't just operate in a silo or on your own. You can get so much further with that help. Number eight, understanding the competitive landscape. Political campaigns are always aware of their competition and adjust their strategies accordingly. So this one's a bit of a tricky one because 
I'm certainly of the mind that believes you should focus on your business, what you're good at, what you want to do, all that sort of stuff. But I think it is important to understand what else is going out there in the marketplace. What are people offering or delivering or how are they delivering it? So you can see if you're in the ballpark or if you're being wonderfully amazing and innovative or if you're well behind the eight ball. So I think it's worth having a scan or being aware of stuff. Certainly focus on your strengths and all that you bring to the market, to the service, to the customers and clients. But do keep an eye on the bigger picture as well. Number nine, adapt to changing circumstances. So political campaigns have to be flexible and adjust their messaging and tactics in response to changing circumstances, such as shifts in public opinion or unexpected events. In the world of consulting or HR tech, it doesn't change too much, but certainly there are ebbs and flows in the economy, in labor shortages and things like that. So what might be all about attraction and retention may go towards downsizing or freezing of hiring, all that kind of stuff. And so you need to be aware of that. And I know plenty of consultants who they've got kind of two strings to the bow, certainly in the career side. One is helping people find jobs and stuff. And then the other side is helping employers do downsizing and doing you know, outplacement services and things like that. And that's kind of a clever way to balance the ups and downs of the market. Number 10 is leverage influencer marketing. So political campaigns often rely on endorsements from high profile individuals or organizations to build credibility and reach new audiences. You know, so the classic is might trying to call upon a union to endorse a candidate or endorse the party. But in our world of HR business, this is one of the key elements that we do with our clients, particularly through the HR business accelerator and with our client work is we're always looking, how can we partner you up? And sometimes that's partnering with existing clients of ours, team you up so that you can extend your network. So if you two, as in business A, business B, can join forces, deliver some marketing or services or education, whatever it may be, do it together. You're not just relying on your network or database or whatever it may be, but you're leveraging the other firms. And for them too, they are accessing your database. So you're non-competing, but you're both serving a similar market. How can we leverage that? And so that's a really good way of scaling up at a very, very low cost, maybe free to access new markets or new pools of potential business. So that's a thing you should really think about and replicate from the political world. And the last one I've got here is measure and optimize performance. Political campaigns are constantly measuring and optimizing their marketing efforts to ensure they are effective and efficient. So these days, there's kind of no excuse not to know what's going on in terms of business activity and results. You've got things like Google Analytics, which tells you how much traffic your website gets and where that traffic has gone to, perhaps where it came from, what actions they took, all that kind of stuff. You've got email lists and they're growing or they're decreasing. How do they increase or decrease? Because you can add tracking code to that kind of stuff. Even just on, as we spoke of earlier, you got LinkedIn, which can tell you analytics of what content of yours is working better. If you're running online ads, all of the platforms, Google ads, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, YouTube, et cetera, they will all give you very, very detailed reports on what is working, what's not working. And so you sort of have certain structures to track all that and manage that. And you turn off ads that are not working and then increase spend on the ones that are and all that sort of stuff. But you definitely need to measure and optimize your performance. So through the HR Business Accelerator process, we do on every Friday or on the Monday, each client would do a spreadsheet, a five-minute thing, which is five-minute review of the activities done, any wins for that week or for the month if they want to do it that way. And then also, how does that feed into the sales pipeline? So number of new contacts, sales calls, clients, and revenue. 
And you see that over time, it starts to have a trend. Your marketing channel is not performing so well, or you're not doing enough activity, let's say. You'll see that those sales funnel figures remain static or decrease. But when you put the foot down on the gas, improve the marketing efforts you've already got going, then you start to see those sales funnel numbers increase and get better and you know life gets better. So definitely from that election campaign concept, measure and optimize performance. And that's how you'll boost the performance of your business. So there you go. There's a bunch of different lessons we can learn from our political masters, whoever they may be, but let's try and apply the good stuff to improve the performance of our business. As always, you can find me here on LinkedIn or find me on the website, newsletter, et cetera, or on the podcast, A Better HR Business. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.